The following podcast is brought to you by the Creative Arts Curriculum Team from Secondary Learners Educational Standards Directorate of the New South Wales Department of Education. As we commence this podcast today, let us acknowledge the traditional custodians of all the lands on which this podcast will be played around New South Wales. Their art, storytelling, music and dance, along with all First Nations people, hold the memories, the traditions, the culture and hopes of Aboriginal Australia. Let us acknowledge with honour and respect our Elders past, present and future, especially those Aboriginal people in our presence today who have and still do guide us with their wisdom. Welcome to the Creative Cast podcast series. I'm Jackie King and I'm a Creative Arts Project Officer with the New South Wales Department of Education. Today, we are going to discuss the strategy of the week with Eugenia Lewis from Curry Curry High School. Hi Eugenia, how are you? Hi Jackie, good thanks. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Thank you for joining us today. You submitted a fantastic video on our Flipgrid about using jam boards in dance, which sounded very interesting. But before we get started on talking about the use of jam boards in dance, could you give us a little bit of information or background context on your school at Curry Curry High School? Yeah, sure. So um, at Curry Curry, we're sort of in the Upper Hunter. Maitland area, Cessnock area. We have about 150 students that identify as Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander and we're a low socioeconomic area but we have a great we have great programs running at the school. Stage four is all integrated hub learning, got a studio school, big picture section of the school and then we've got our mainstream and our Kudakaya special education guys. So we have a a range of different students, different learners, and lots of exciting things happening all the time at school. Fantastic. So I've chosen your video today or your strategy this week because it's like a techie strategy. And given that Edutech was on this week, I thought it was appropriate to have a discussion about a tech strategy. Before we we really get into what Jamboards are, how do you go with access to technology and BYOD at Curry High School? Yeah, so we're really lucky, actually. We're a fairly advanced technology school. We do have a BYOD policy and we have also have a program for students who don't have access to their own device in terms of a loan program. So uh, before COVID, this was a day loan program. So the students would come every day to the library, pick up their laptop have the same laptop um, each day and then they would just return it to the library. But since COVID, we've now got like a long-term loan. So the students will have the loan for the whole term if they need to bring it back at the end of the term for the tech guys to, you know, do some testing or fixing up, they will. Otherwise, they just keep their device and then at the end of the year, they return that. So in terms of, yeah, technology, pretty much every student in my classes has access to a laptop or a device. They don't have a laptop or device or they don't have them on them that particular day. They have access to Canvas on their phone. So yeah, we use Canvas as our main LMS. And yeah, so really, really lucky. And it's sort of one of the main focuses of the school. So yeah, it's pretty, pretty good with our kids. 
That's fantastic. And considering that you said it was a low socioeconomic area, having those programs where students are able to borrow laptops must be a, a really fantastic thing for the, both the students and obviously the teachers so we can have a bit of a level playing field as well. Definitely it makes things um, a lot easier when everyone's sort of got access to the same equipment and the same things. Fantastic. So the strategy that you shared with us, or, or really the app that you shared with us, was Jamboards. So are you able to tell us what Jamboards are and how we can use them? Uh, yeah, so Jamboard is sort of like an interactive whiteboard. It's, Jamboard is a Google-developed app. So you can use it through your Google Suite, your G Suite. There's also an app on the on your phone, so students can download the app themselves. And yeah, it's basically an interactive whiteboard where you can add topics for discussion or it, you can add images for discussion. And then the students can then add their sticky notes and their points in that. Everyone's all on the one Jamboard. So sometimes in terms of kids you know wanting to for the first time if they're experimenting it can be a little bit difficult because they're you know they're wanting to add and explore and experiment but at the same time that's also an awesome opportunity for them to explore with a new app and a new bit of technology and they have sort of lots of fun but yeah basically it's an interactive whiteboard app developed through G Suite. Fantastic so how have you used the Jamboard app and why did you choose to use the Jamboard app? Uh, so I've used it in a number of different ways. Um, I've used it as a way to deliver content through sort of class discussion, but online interactive discussion, you know, for students that may not necessarily feel comfortable verbally participating in a class discussion. So in terms of dance, my United Dance class, I first used it uh, to introduce the idea of safe dance practice to them. So first time that they'd come across this content and instead of just you know writing notes or being quite monotonous with the content I, we did it through a discussion question based thing so for example as you i went through the boards or the slides i'd ask some questions so what do you think safe dance practice involves and then we'd have a look and then you know there are seven main elements what are the main elements and thing you know things like that we just go through question and then in between each slide i would have the content for for, for them to check whether their answers were right. Uh, so yeah, so the first term with my U12s, I use it as an assessment for learning. So I went through the syllabus and went through the different dot points and just, again, different question-based things to see what they felt more, most comfortable with, what they least comfortable with to, to help me with my planning. And I've also used it um, in terms of for reflection. So as a, for example, as a KWL chart where the students can reflect on what they know already about a certain topic, what they want to know and what they have learned. So yeah, there's lots of different ways that you can use it. I think I'm really looking forward to exploring it with composition with my U12s and my stage five dance classes next year in terms of just getting them brainstorming and thinking because you can have a different topic and a different idea on on each page so yeah lots of different reasons I, I first came across it through a personal learning meeting an online zoom meeting that I have I had done and it, I found it as a really engaging way for me to engage in the professional learning so I thought sure why not try it with my students and yeah and in terms of your students how did they react to using the Jamboard or, or what do you feel like the outcome for the students was by using this piece of technology Yes, yeah, so I think it was a really positive outcome. Like I said before, the first time 
each class that I've had have used it. You know, they've been a bit, not silly with it, but they've wanted to experiment and explore with it. You know, they can get a bit off track with it, but at the same time, it's sort of developing their sort of their curiosity and their tech skills in a new app. But the engagement levels have been really, really good. And especially in a dance classroom where we're not necessarily sitting at a desk or, you, you know, they don't have their devices, they might not have their devices out, I can just pop it on. And if they've got the Jamboard app on their phone, they can, we can just jump in and do some content that way. And then you've got all of the answers there to, for them to refer back to later. So, yeah, overall, really positive. You know, you can add images, you can add GIFs, you can add all different things. So also, too, they're not, they don't necessarily have to give their answers or interact uh, through language and through text. They can export, you know, they can express their ideas through images or GIFs or different, you know, things like that. So, yeah, overall, really positive and really high levels of engagement, which has been awesome. I love that idea of being able to communicate without necessarily using language that they can use pictures and they can use images and and that sort of thing. I suppose when it comes to brainstorming ideas as a stimulus for dance composition, that sort of way of communicating would be really great for the students. Are they able to to put in videos or anything like that as well? I'm not 100% sure about the videos. I think think it's just images. You can upload from your Google Drive or from your computer, but I think it's just, I haven't tried with the video, but I think it's just restricted to images. Although you can do GIFs. So they're sort of like, you know, really small video GIF files. Yeah, I haven't actually explored that. But yeah, in terms of composition and de- and stimulus and stuff, it's it's awesome. And even you, there's also like a drawing function with it too. In, if they're wanting to sort of, because, you know, as part of dance, we often, and as part of the composition process, we're often doing diagrams or, you know, photos or images of our, of our shapes the body's making. Or if you're looking at a floor pattern, where they're going to go in the dance um, or formations, if it's sort of, you know, if it's a group task they you know you've got that drawing option too to plan out all of those sort of aspects of their composition so yeah there's lots of awesome opportunities and awesome ways that you can engage with it it's still new for me so I'm still exploring uh so yeah I'm not 100% sure about the videos but I think it's just images last question what would be your advice for teachers wanting to explore Jamboard or different ways in which you think teachers, particularly dance teachers, would be able to engage with Jamboard to um, activate their students in in dance or, or in the creative arts in general? One thing, one sort of bit of advice I would say is make sure you have it like have a talk to the students beforehand about appropriate use of it because sometimes you know they want to experiment they want to be silly they they find it hilarious that they're all adding all you know they're all in the same document and they're all adding so that's that's one thing that I found that's really helped you know I that as teachers we have uh, as owners of the document you can have see the history of what's happened but in terms of the dance class just have no fears don't don't let it's a, new, it's a new bit of technology for me. I'm, I was still, you know, I'm still learning with it, but I'm, I'm exploring with my students. So use it for in any way that you need or in a way that you want. But like I said, so many different uses, delivering of content, reflection, you know, assessment for learning, planning for compositions, just run with it and just, yeah, experiment and have fun. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your strategy of the week with us, Eugenia. I'm sure a lot of teachers would get find some use out of using the Jamboards. And obviously being a Google app, it's very accessible and easy to use for teachers to put into their classrooms. 
No worries. Thanks for having me, Jackie, and can't wait to hear future strategies of the week come out. (laughs) Thank you. Get involved in the conversation by recording your favourite teaching strategy using the Strategy of the Week Flipgrid in the Creative Arts Statewide Staff Room. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Creative Arts Curriculum 7 to 12 or contact us via email creativearts7-12 at det.nsw.edu.au. The music for this podcast was composed by Alex Manton and audio production by Jason King.